Hey, what's going on? Happy New Year. Uh, welcome to another episode of Angular Air. We are getting into our sixth year of Angular Air. Crazy. Can't believe it. Uh, this is nuts, but we're pretty excited. Uh, we got a cool episode to start off the year for everybody. Uh, we're going to be talking about and checking out a new library for helping us doing async resolvers. Uh, it should be pretty cool. Looking forward to uh, hearing more and, and learning more about that. So why don't we just get this thing started? We'll say hi to our panelists, and then we'll meet our guests, and then we'll get to the content. Joining us today, we've got Alyssa. Alyssa, what's going on? Hello, hello. It is so good to be here. I'm very excited for the first show of 2020. 2020, kicking it off. Bonnie's with us. Bonnie, how's it going? It's going great. Great. Good to be here. And I'm excited about our guest tonight. All right. I call on you last. Do you want to introduce our guest? Uh, well, uh, yeah, it's Ilya. Ilya is a, a good friend of ours who's been around for a while and uh, is a super fun person and super smart. Ilya, what are you going to teach us some cool stuff tonight? Ilya, is this yes. your first time on Angular Air? No. No. <laughs> no. Oh, it's you've not. been on. Uh, you've been on a couple times. Uh, this is the second. Twelve. No, this no. is your twelfth. No, it's not. No, it's He's the second. He's been on <laughs> Angular Air more than me, man. Yeah, we are very excited to have you back. Uh, last time you were on, we were, we were talking persistent state management with query using query params, right? And the yep, library exactly. you have created for that. Yes, I am still. Uh, I still haven't uh, upgraded it. I want to bring some new functionality into it, but uh, I don't have a lot of time, free time. <laughs> so yeah, yep. should I pre present myself and just start, or what? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so start. what are you working on? Hello, my name what is Ilya. What have you done for us lately, Ilya? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my name is Ilya. What I've done lately is this library that I'm going to be talking about today. But I do other stuff as well. So I'm a co-founder of this small company called Hugh Grant, and uh, we develop web applications there. So most uh, of the time we use Angular or it's uh, Node.js. And uh, I don't know, from time to time, I tackle um, really interesting problems and I develop these uh, libraries, hoping that they will be useful for somebody else uh, except us. And um, I'm also a Google developer expert in Angular and web technologies. And yeah, maybe which we're ready to start with the presentation, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for I mean, sure. Yeah, I do other stuff, but it's not important. <laughs> I do want to let everybody know too that uh, that episode that we were talking about the last time you were on, uh, you can go to angular.com, go to our YouTube channel and you can check that out. It was a really good episode on that library for helping manage, uh, keeping track of query params that come through our routes uh, and managing those and, and having some um, observable experience with that really cool episode. So check that out. If you haven't checked it out yet, go back and after this episode, go back and watch that episode as well. Finish watching this one first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so async resolvers, you've got uh, some new solution to help us with that. Is that the deal? Uh, yeah, so pretty much the library focuses on resolving our data and allows us a kind of better way for uh, resolving it. Uh, because we have like a really big project that we're working on. Uh, it's basically for like a portal for managing off-grid systems. It's a really big and complex application. And uh, we are hitting some re really interesting um, 
or should I, how should I say, problems. And uh, this library actually helps us uh, solving uh, one of the problems or a few of the problems. And so, yeah, pretty much uh, if you want, you can share my screen so I can like show what I'm talking about. So yeah, this is uh, the library. This is the repository uh, on my GitHub account. And um, pretty much uh, I have like, I even included the link here. So I have the video. And today I'll be actually showing how um, we, we can use the library and why it actually exists. So first I really, I create this like really simple application. We have, uh, standard Angular CLI application. Uh, I've commented out some stuff because uh, I'll be adding them in my demo, but uh, the routing is very simple. We have this route that it's pretty much the default one and uses this user list component. And uh, today I'll start with how usually resolvers in Angular work, why are they cool and why they aren't so cool. And uh, then I'll uh, continue with the library that I've created. So first, what are the resolvers? The resolvers allow us to load data from the server. And before uh, it's actually loaded, um, we don't enter the view. And this is not very nice because they're kind of blocking the navigation. And this is one of the reasons why I started thinking of alternatives uh, of how we can re resolve our data. So let's observe what a resolver is. So here we have like this user list resolver. Uh, what it does is it injects this user service and inside it, we are just calling the user service load users function and we are actually returning it. So this means that um, whenever this load user su successfully completes, we're going to enter the route and probably we're going to present the user somewhere. And let's see how this handles inside our application. Uh, first, actually, I have to uh, come here inside the routing and I have to uncomment this line so I can connect the, the resolver with our application. And after that, I can just go to the view and see what's going to happen. So okay, I'm going to zoom in a little I bit. Jump in you're, you jump in really fast. Um, and I, can I? I just throw in one thing about resolvers um, yep. that I found because I, I, I work with a lot of clients that don't really pay any attention to resolvers. Did you mm -hmm. talk in, at all about resolvers and uh, lifecycle hooks and why why resolvers are good off the bat? Uh, should I say why they're good? I didn't understand what you are asking. Because I have a lot of people, I've run into so many people that just load stuff. I mean, do you guys think it's, it's common sense or do you think it's uh, that we should talk about why we would use resolvers over just oh, okay. stuff in NG on it? Because I find so many people, if they don't know, if they haven't really gone through, like I went through, uh, I learned about resolvers from uh, Deborah Carada's awesome uh, routing uh, course, but there's so many mm -hmm. that just lo load what they need in NG on it. So can you just, cause you're just, I, I want to see everything okay. that you're showing us. But, yes, uh, can I we talk about that for a second? Sure, sure. Uh, of course, that's why after all you're here, so you can just uh, ask me questions. From time to time, I forget that these things are not obvious for other people. So, so why would you use a resolver? Why wouldn't you just load it in ng on a net? I, I usually when when we, we usually when we are creating the components, uh, we use the single responsibility principle. So for us, and I think for everyone, a component should not be. Uh, responsible for loading data and doing other stuff than just uh, 
managing the UI inside its template. And this is why I really like resolvers, just because they separate this logic and they put it in another place where it should be. And it's much easier when you have everything separated. I mean, it's much easier to debug. It's much easier to know where actually something is located. And I really dislike when when people are actually loading stuff inside their engine in it or inside the constructors. I mean, it's just not, I think it's not the place where to put it. But if you're not having an application uh, where you're actually using uh, a routing, uh, probably the, this is the only, not the only, I mean, you can use my library, but probably this is the place where you can actually put uh, <laughs> loading. But I, I really don't like, I mean, I really like to keep it very simple. Our components are actually just only uh, getting stuff from our store and just connecting it to the UI and nothing else usually is happening inside the components. And it actually see it, I don't know if it's actually a performance improvement, but it definitely gives the illusion of better performance because it loads uh, earlier in the uh, DOM running, rendering process, right? Uh, you mean the resolvers or which the ones? Resolvers. So it, it, I, I wouldn't say that it, it shouldn't be. It, it shouldn't be very different than the, the the other way. I mean, it's just currently it's just a single responsibility principle. I mean, so I want to add a little bit onto that too, as well. Um, along with that single responsibility concept, is that inversion of control as well, right? It's it's taking and saying the the component's not responsible for it let's invert that and say let's hand to the component what it needs right and we do that with services and things like that with constructor injection right we provide the, mm -hmm. the component of these things the same sort of concept of saying hey look this component is going to need some data but we're going to have something else get that data and then hand it to the component so that way we can say we the component doesn't even care what gets that data whether it's the route whether it's some testing framework, whether it's storybook, you know, that, that inversion of control allows us to work with these individual pieces separately and, and contain that responsibility better. Um, so that's, I, again, piggybacking on that, that's one of those benefits of the resolver is that then you also can write classes, write code that handles the resolve logic that's specific just for that, right? So all it cares mm -hmm. about is getting the data and then packaging that up and handing it off. Um, so it's a little easier to maintain over time as well. Yes, yes, I think so as well. I mean, <laughs> I love resolvers. I uh, yeah, resolvers keep are, everything neat and tidy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you haven't looked into resolvers, go and check them out. I mean, they're very useful, and I think that every uh, Angular developer should know what resolvers are. I mean, it's just one of the unless you do like me and put an an open observable in there, and then can't figure out why it never resolves. <laughs> Yeah, so one really important thing here is if you have an observable to always make sure that it completes. And of course, when you're using the HTTP client, uh, it will automatically complete, but you can always do like first here or something. So you know that it actually completes. And if you put an observable in your resolver and it doesn't ever complete and the page never loads, we call that pulling a Bonnie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, so, should we continue or? Yes. No, that was okay. Good. Let's continue. Sorry. Okay, perfect. No, it's not a problem. It's actually a pleasure. Okay. 
So we connected our resolver and hopefully now, whenever I enter the roots, actually, let's see how we can actually get the data. Uh, here inside the, the root configuration, I actually, what I've done is that I used the resolve and I said that for this resolver, I want this data to be linked to this name. So whenever I enter the component inside the constructor, uh, getting the data from the activated root, I can actually get the user list. So this is something that will happen whenever I go to uh, demos and wait for this uh, call to finish. As we see uh, here um, inside the app component, we actually lock the users that we loaded. There they are. So there are a few, uh, I actually uh, want to show that the user list here, it has this delay. And that's why it's so slow, because I want to address a, cer a certain problems with the resolvers that I don't like. And it will also be very useful whenever we're um, kind of loading data to see how it actually loads uh, without um, throttling the network, because whenever the Angular is refreshing, if we throttle the network, it's very uh, annoying that our application is not loading. So uh, let's go uh, to, for example, Google and then go to our application, but go to the About page. And now, uh, one of the really annoying things is if I click on Demos, what will happen is that actually the resolver will get code and we are going to start waiting for uh, to resolve our data. So I'm clicking here, but I won't actually wait for this data to get loaded. I'm actually going to click the Back button. So I click here and I go back. And where do I land? I land in Google. So this is something that it's not very good user experience. And this is one of the things uh, that I actually like started thinking more and more how we can actually remove those resolvers from our application. And my first idea was actually to get inside the resolver and just to have the call to load the users and actually, um, and actually let the resolver resolve. And this was okay. I mean, we are entering the root and everything was working fine. But one other thing that uh, is very complicated with resolvers is that you have no actually, uh, like it's very hard to follow what is resolved and what hasn't resolved. And then uh, if you're resolving multiple things, you had to create these counters to count like in the individual requests that are finished and the ones that are being still processed. And it was just a really, really big mess. And one other thing that I really don't like about resolvers is that you cannot actually um, explicitly uh, call them and say, okay, I want to get this data re-resolved, re re or how should I say it, just uh, to get refetched. And you can only do this by actually uh, changing the URL. And this is something that it was super annoying for me. So hey, we decided to, yep. Really quick, can we uh, just go over that problem just a little bit more in detail? That, the one Which that one? you showed really quick uh, for you guys. So basically- uh, Refreshing. Yeah, so basically you went to a, an Angular route, the about yeah, page. Sure. And yeah, I'm going to the about page, yeah. there it is. And then you want to navigate to the demos. And when you yep. click on that, the the route you're not the route is not going to get resolved until the resolve data is completed. So exactly. if you hit the back button like you did before the resolve is completed, mm -hmm. Angular never actually navigates that route. So it didn't get a new URL history. In, uh, entry into the browser. So we never left the about page. So if the user clicks the back button, that's why you ended up on Google. And so that's one of the challenges that you're bringing up with 
with waiting for the routes to resolve, the resolvers to resolve is that the user could take interaction that could put them in an odd state that they don't understand what just happened, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's really, very annoying. You wrote the library. You've been looking at this for a while. The rest of us are going, wait, what? Hold on. <laughs> it seems easy well, for you. Um, it, it looks very logical for me. I mean, I've been using Resolver, so I know what the problems are. But yeah, I guess yeah. for other people who haven't used them, it might be a little bit scary. But yeah, this is what happens. Now we're trying to resolve the data and we click back and we end up at Google just because we haven't actually entered the the new route that we, we want to go into. So yeah, whereas this is one of the, the data problems. had whereas if the data had resolved, where would we have ended up? So if the data get if the data gets resolved, we're just going to end up here in the demos and we are actually going to see the title of the component here, user lists, and we are actually going to see the list here locked. So yeah. And at that point, the navigation is completed. The browser has a new entry for a new navigation. Mm -hmm. and now if the user hit the back button, they would go back to the about route right at that point. Yep, yep. exactly. But there's no real way to identify that like the user aborted out of a resolve experience, right? So we don't have actually there there is a way. We tried multiple ways of doing this. So you can actually plug into the router navigation events and then you can understand if the user navigated away. But it's extremely hard to manage if you have multiple resolvers and just know that you have to do certain things. It's just it was very painful because uh, we are usually working on really huge and like applications and it's a no no. I mean, we tried all kinds of ways and then I just decided to look at things in a completely different way. And this is what I'll be showing today. Cool. So I don't know if you're ever going to get to it without interrupting you every few minutes. I no, know, it's, right? it's, Sorry, it's sorry about okay. that. <laughs> I, I already have like uh, a few demos that I, I've created. I just put it in, I put them here in, with uh, underscores. So hopefully I'll, I can show you the basic stuff and the more complex, I can just uncomment them and just uh, present them. So yeah, we're gonna and I'd them like to welcome our next, uh, our next panelist as well. Hey, Mike Brocky. Hello. I have been resolved asynchronously. Mike, were you, were you in the were you in our YouTube chat and in the meeting at the same time, Mike Brocky? I would not like to comment on that question. That is funny. How long did it take like take you to come up with that in, that in, intro, Mike? On the spot. That was it that was happened. clever. It's early in the year. I've got some fresh ones for early in the year, but uh, <laughs> it don't take off as the year goes on. Have you met? Have you met Ilya? You know Ilya. He's trying to get through a demo, and we've been stopping him like every. God help him. him. Cool, we will not let him get through it. Ilya's <laughs> <laughs> got a lot to show us. Poor Ilya. Look, I, we had to understand the problem. Now we understand the problems. Now, yeah, what's the solution? Yeah. If not, then we'll do another episode. <laughs> the well, part so we're, two. We're all gonna mute Ilya and let you uh, have some peace. Uh, okay. So let's uh, let's continue. So as I said, we're we're completely going to remove the resolvers, uh, just because they have uh, certain issues that I already uh, that we already pointed out. So I'm just going to comment it here, and I'm going to create uh, one other resolver that it's not going to be blocking so much the view. 
So uh, what I have to do, I mean, I already installed it, but uh, I'm just going to show, I'm going to do yarn at uh, HG resolvers uh, at latest, and this will install the latest version. I mean, I already have it, so it should be very quick. And uh, now I'm just going to extend one class. It's called resolver. So I'm going to say import uh, resolver from HG resolvers. L. Um, OK, and I'm sorry. I know I said I wouldn't interrupt you again, but why do you have two resolvers? No, no, I, I, I'm going to I completely re re remove the other one. I, I gotcha. commented out. So it's, okay. not, it's not going to be working anymore because it's very annoying. And now I'm going to be using the new resolver. I'm just going to stay extends uh, extends resolver. And here I have to give it a generic. This is going to be actually the value that we're going to be resolving. And here uh, I'm going to say constructor. And inside the constructor, I'm going to do pretty much the same. I'm going to get the user service. I'm going to say uh, user, user service. And then I have to call the super, of course. And I here I actually have to provide a few things. So the first argument is the target function. This is actually going to be the function that is going to be called whenever we want to resolve the data. So here, what I'm going to do is basically say user service dot load users. This means that the function will actually return this observable. And uh, pretty much this is all I have to do for now. And now I have to actually provide this directive inside the module. So I come here and I'm actually going to uncomment it. This is the user list resolver directive. I'm going to uncomment it and it should basically start working. So how do we use it? Uh, we go inside our user list and what we have to do is basically create like, for example, a div and inside the div, we actually have to uh, use this um, selector that we gave here. So uh, let's say uh, app user list resolver. And what this will actually uh, uh, create, this will actually create my directive. And at a certain point, it will actually call the resolve method. We can, all, we can actually configure when this resolve method is uh, called and we can actually call it ourselves. So there are multiple ways of actually doing this. But what the cool thing is that we, we can actually, um, because I, if you noticed, I exported this directive by this name. I actually can get the template reference variable with containing this uh, directive, and I can actually present the data that it holds. So, how it's how is this done? Uh, pretty much, uh, we go here. We say that we want to have this uh, user list resolver, like that. We want to get it, and here inside, what we want to do is basically say user list resolver dot data, maybe uh, something like uh, async and then JSON. And this will actually present our data inside the view whenever it's resolved. So this is, uh, I think, very useful. But what we actually want, because whenever I enter the view now, I see that it's no, just because I haven't actually resolved anything. So my data is initially no. I want to be able to call this um, resolver whenever it um, actually is initialized. So what I want to do here is um, maybe uh, resolve, say resolve on in it i think this is how it was 
equals to true. Uh, oh, actually, no, I forgot. This is actually, we have to put it inside the resolver. We can do it either this way, like using an input or just say resolve or in on in it, true. And this will allow the resolver to actually resolve after it's uh, created. So currently the users are being loaded and at a certain point we should actually see the users, hopefully, or no. Maybe I did something wrong. Let me just see, uh, user list components. Hmm. Have I actually- you have to make at least one mistake when you're live streaming on YouTube. Service. Like law. Let's see if the user service actually being called. No, it's not. So probably I've actually, mm, let me just rebuild the Angular because maybe I, I for, if for some reason it didn't get injected inside the app module. I we can see it here. So. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, it will start working. No. Hmm. Why is it not working? Mike, Mike, are you covering your mic? You sound weird and far away. Oh, <laughs> uh, for some reason, it's not working. I'm not sure why. It should. Mike has be the working. answers. We just can't hear him. He's gonna have to like mime it out. No. Um, is that better? Yeah. Yep. yep. I, I, New Year, I, my mic, my app, or my laptop was trying to use a different microphone. Um, is the resolver still set up on the route definition right now, or no? Uh, no, this is actually a directive that we currently developed. So the other resolver is missing, and this is actually the resolver that we want to be able to call. So inside here, the inside the user list, what I want to happen is basically to uh, get this directive initialized by right. using this, and then. Uh, pretty much just resolving it. Yeah, but I was just double checking that you commented out the other one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but okay. it, it wouldn't actually, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't hurt us still. True. The problem is that for some reason, user lists, uh, list resolver, it's not being called. So let's see if it's actually constructed. We see that it's constructed, but uh, we don't go inside the constructor. That's really strange. Why not? Oh, okay, now we enter the constructor. Okay, so let's see if we're actually going to go inside the function. So here we come, okay. Okay, we entered somewhere I, where I didn't want to go actually. Hmm. Can you go back to your editor? One thought. Okay, I think, let me, let me just uh, quickly do something. Uh, let's add a button, but because I think that I might have uh, created a bug that uh, I pushed a few like hours before the event. Let's, Real quick, let's... Fergus Gallagher's in the chat. He'll have the answer. Did so, you the yeah. hold on the the constructor parameter on the parent resolver? Can you go mm -hmm. back to the IntelliSense on that? Doesn't that take? Oh, it's taken in just the function and it's returning the that observable. Okay. Yeah, so you are yeah. passing in a function there. So I think I think I just created a bug. So I'm I'm just going to create a button that will actually resolve it. So let's say resolve. And here what I'll do is uh, get this uh, variable and just call the resolve method. And I think that it should start working. So let's see the button and yeah. So we call the resolve, we enter the load users. And then after like a few minutes, this actually is going to get rendered. We're going to see the all of the users. 
Yeah, so I think that I actually created a bug, so I'm, I'm going to fix it after the We never after doubt the talk. Really, yeah. <laughs> so this is cool because whenever we want, we can actually click resolve and we are going to refetch the data and just present it. So it's very useful. Uh, but uh, what else we can actually do is uh, from this template uh, variable, we can actually uh, present like uh, an error if an error happens. So we, we can do something like diff and say ng if uh, something like resolver dot um, maybe it's resolved successfully until it's resolved successfully what we want to be doing is saying loading or something and maybe if it's resolved successfully we actually want to like show the data we have so we can we, we can actually do like a lot of lot of things and here actually now we're going to be seeing the loading and after a while we are going to actually see the data hopefully maybe i should uh did you click the button? No, actually, I forgot. Yeah, I I always like think that they're going to just start resolving in it. But yeah, this is something that I'll fix after the demo. So yeah, you can see how actually the the resolver is working, and it's the the cool thing is that it's inside the view, and whenever you actually want to uh, resolve something, you can see it right where it should be inside the view. It's very helpful. So here we actually are having a single resolver, but what we can do is create a container and this container can actually contain multiple resolvers. So we can actually attach like the resolvers as many to as we container. want, or should we have like a limited No, you can attach you, you can attach as many as you want, like five, <laughs> ten, eleven, <laughs> doesn't matter. So in order to use this container, uh, we can we, we must actually import inside our uh, module this HG resolver module. This will allow us to use this uh, component or directive. It's called HG resolve. Uh, there is another directive which is HG resolve like that. And you can actually plug these uh, resolvers into this uh, component. So the component is really cool because actually it can hold a few other values. Uh, like, for example, we can create uh, an ng template. And this ng template, we can use it for, uh, for example, like something like a loader. And here inside the ng template, we can access uh, variables like um, something like uh, show loading and here we can create a div and then say uh, ng if uh, show loading then present with the loading something like this and one other really cool thing is that you can have an error error template and uh, say show error show error and here we can get all the errors like with this uh with like this variable from the context called errors so here we actually have multiple errors because inside the resolver usually you use it with more than one uh resolver right inside the resolve container and this is why you actually get an array of errors so here what we are going to do is uh maybe we can do something like this if there is like an error just present the error like that and what we have to do now, I'm going to quickly comment out this. Then I'm going to say, okay, uh, resolve on init. This is working 
hundred percent. So hopefully we're going to see it actually loading whenever the view is ready. And what I'm going to do is quickly get this resolver and attach it to this case uh, HG resolve uh, container. And here inside, what we can do is still like present our uh, components, uh, components data like we did before, just like that. And hopefully, whenever we come here, uh, let's see what is happening. Mm, I'm not sure. Yeah, we're sitting on now. Oh, come on, it should be working. Resolve on init, it should be true. I attached the resolver. Fergus says true. line 12 is your problem. Sorry? Fergus says line 12 is your problem. <clears throat> Error zero. Hold on, go back to line 12. You got your... Uh, you got no, no, this is... I actually haven't attached the, the loader and the thing, so I actually have to do something like uh, loader. Uh, loader, what was it? Lo loader template reference, say loader, and uh, maybe the error template reference is going to be the error. And hmm, I'm not sure why it's not actually showing, it's only showing the no. Let's see what actually we're seeing. If this is the thing that we what's not working, let me rebuild it very really quickly because I'm not sure what we are seeing currently. Where does that uh, HD container element uh, come from? Is it, do you have to import a module or anything? Yes, I just imported this HG resolver module yeah. and you have it inside. So, oh, okay, now now it, it seems like it's working. Uh, the only thing is that it's not loading the data again. Cool. That's interesting. I guess I have uh, made like some a serious bug somewhere because it was just working when I was testing it. Uh, That's because resolve. you were live on YouTube. Resolve. Yeah, usually this is what happens. But it should be resolving on in it. But anyways, if it's not resolving, then I'll just use my button here and uh, just quickly show how we can resolve it. So here, if I want to get like a reference to the HG resolve, I'll just say resolve like this and say HG resolve. And with the HG resolve, I have also the resolve methods and I can actually do the basically the same thing. So we click it and uh, come on, what's going on? Super slow. I think I should kill my Chrome or something. It's like very, hmm, let me just try to create it again. Open it. Where does the <coughs> ng resolve tag come from? It comes from uh, this module, the module from the library, actually. This is the one that you built. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. It's called ng resolve or hg resolve. H with with an h. So. So it's hg usually, resolve. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is our signature of our company, so that's that's why it's HG. I had my but I'm really well, like uh, I'm really surprised that this is not working. I'm I, I'm not sure why it's not working because I can. I, hmm. Hmm. Okay, since we're running out of time, I'm just quickly going to actually uh, comment this and just show the examples that I already had uh, built because um, we're running out of time. 
and I really don't understand why it's not working. So I'm quickly going to do like that. So pretty much they're all the same. And uh, this thing, I'm just quickly going to remove it and uh, rename this to dash resource. And I'm just going to explain by example, uh, by commenting and like commenting code because we're kind of like running out of time. I'm not sure what's going on and why nothing is working, but yeah, the god demos, the demo gods are not with, with me today. <laughs> okay, we're going to rebuild the application and here uh, we should not see actually anything. So first let's start with, uh, no, let's see this one with the container. So I'm just going to uncomment it. And here inside the resolvers, let's see. So we have two resolvers. One is the post list resolver, the user list resolver. We also have another one that we are actually not going to be using. So here I'm going to actually go into a, the about page. And whenever I enter the demos, we're actually going to see the loading. This is actually the resolver container. Now we're loading the data, both the user list and underneath we have the other uh, thing, I think. Is it only one? Oh no, this is a single resolver example, yeah. So pretty much this is the, the demo that I wanted to show. We have our two templates, uh, the loading and the errors. So whenever we get an error, we're going to present the error inside the container. And whenever we're loading, we're going to present the loader. And if we have everything loaded successfully, we're going to present the data. So yeah, this was, I'm not sure why now it's working. That's really interesting, but yeah. Um, I you had a provider in there in your resolver. Is that maybe? Yeah, this is this is something else. This is actually something else. Oh yeah, oh, I totally forgot about this. So yeah, we actually I had to provide the thing. So this is why it's, it was not working. So let me just quickly explain how it works, so we can actually understand what is this and what it's uh, doing. Do you guys know what that is? I mean, have you used like have you created? Um, uh, Template-driven uh, form validations. So pretty much this is the same way. This is how it works. So here we have the container, and the container pretty much collects all the connected to its resolvers. So in order to collect them, we have to multi-provide them, and this is how we do it. We basically, on the directive itself, we pretty much uh, say we want to provide the AG resolvers. This is a, cust a custom uh, template injection token. We must say that it's multi two, true, because we might have more than one resolver. And we also want to use the existing, the already created directive. It's already created just because Angular created it. So this is uh, how the container, it actually collects all the connected to it um, resolvers and pretty much resolves them. So yeah, this is what I forgot. I actually am thinking to create um, a schematic that automatically generates the code so you don't have to write it yourself. So this is something that is still missing. So this, uh, do, do you guys understand it? What what do you think? Is it uh, like, how, how do you feel about it? Yeah, so it's really cool. So it's basically the concept of providing like some resolve logic, but not having it connected to the router at this point. Exactly. It's it's connected to the place inside the template where it's actually actually going to be shown. And whenever we go to the template, it's much easier to understand what is going to be shown in this particular spot and why uh, and what is happening. I mean, at least for, for me, it's, it's super easy to understand. 
So let's quickly view the other demo, which is like uh, the one with multiple resolvers connected. This, this is this one. So here, what we actually have is the same thing, but we uh, extra have the post list resolver. And <clears throat> currently, if I save it, what is going to happen is that now we are loading for waiting for the users to load. First, the users are actually going to emit. So here you're going to see the, the users probably emitting somewhere about now. Come on. They should emit at certain point. So I'm not sure. Ah, come on. This demo is just not working again. Hmm. I want you to know that you have impressed me and taught me many times. So don't feel down on yourself because this happens anytime someone goes live and oh, you're doing awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure. Like, I really tested it out, but I think that something like is uh, going on with uh, my Angular or something because, I mean, of course, blame it on Angular. <laughs> no, so I'm not sure. When you have multiple resolvers, is it resolving those independently? And is it, yeah, like, it's you, if the posts come back first, are we seeing content for the posts first? Or is no. that container holding so, all of them until they're all resolved? No, so the, the idea is when, it, when you're actually connecting them to the container, the container will actually, the is, show loading will actually disappear whenever all the resolved things are just loaded. So this is why you shouldn't actually see anything uh, here until we actually have the data loaded, but for some reason, I think that uh, um, I think that the uh, what was the flag? Oh, actually, I think I know why it's not loading. I'm missing the uh, resolve on init here. <laughs> Can you imagine? So, if, yeah. So I guess one of the cool things yep, here was there. That. It is cool. Now we loaded the users, and now we see the posts here as well. There should be somewhere underneath, but we cannot differentiate them. Ah, there they are. So yeah. So when, one of the cool things with that is that like if, if we said we're gonna write our own loading of users and our own loading of, of the posts, and we do that with our own little maybe um, observables and stuff like that, we don't have a way really to tie in and say, hey, look, block until they're all done, right? I mean, we can mm -hmm. do it, we have to handcraft that. And so that's one of the benefits of this library is that, hey, we have something out of the box that allows us to say, here's all the data I want to resolve, uh, you know, one to many, and then I don't want to display this block of the UI until all of those are done. I don't have to write the plumbing for that. It's it's just handled here. That's really cool. Yes, exactly. And one other thing that you can actually uh, control individually these uh, things here. So, uh, for example, you, and you can reuse them. So here. As, as you see, you're providing a function, and this function you can call like different functions based on, for example, inputs of this directive. And uh, you can really control everything really nice and reuse it across your application. You can just create different resolvers for all of your entities, and you can reuse them just because they're directives. So it's really it's really cool. Now, the, the resolvers for the routing can support an observable, a promise, or just straight data. Uh, does this do mm -hmm. the same thing, or is it just observables? So it's just observables, just because, um, I mean, I love observables, and this is something that, uh, I don't know, I, I, we use everywhere in our applications, and there is like a reason why they're actually observables, because I we kind of depend on RxJS here, kind of. I will, in, in the next uh, few examples, I'll explain what I mean. 
So if we had like a resolver where we said we want to just take some input and then calculate a value and then return that as the resolver data, we would have to essentially wrap that in an observable of call or something in order to plug it into this, right? Uh, sorry, I, I didn't actually understand. So let's say mean. our resolver that we're creating doesn't do mm -hmm. any type of uh, like HTTP call or something like that. It, it maybe took in some data and just calculated a value and then wants to hand that out as a resolved value. Yeah, right? you should just provide a, uh, an observable here. I'm not right. sure why you would use a resolver for this, but yeah, you should just provide the value here with some off or from or whatever. Hey, Ilya, uh, can you provide us uh, that GitHub link again? Yeah, let me just uh, share it whenever after we finish the, the, the demos, because we I see that we're running out of time. And I really want to like show the cool things, right? Okay. Yes. Perfect. So let's 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 observe a, a more complicated example. Uh, I'm not going to show the other one. Let's see, for example, this this uh, this thing. We have a more complicated resolver here. So let me just see if we have the resolver on in it because if we don't have it we're not going to see anything let's see it's true so this here is like a more complicated resolver what it does is actually it has a dependency so usually the dependency should be an observable and here what i'm doing is i'm providing an input and this input is going to be a number so actually i created this decorator it says to observable and whenever we provide like a value it just wraps it inside an observable so what so we can actually use it here inside the second argument that we are providing. This means that um, we're just going to say, okay, I want this thing, which is the selected user to be provided. And whenever this uh, call gets called to load the data, I want to get this ID and load the posts for this user ID. And one other really cool thing is that you can actually skip resolvers by providing the skip value. This means that whenever we don't have like an ID for the user, we don't have to uh, resolve this resolver. We don't have to call it. And whenever this like should skip changes, then we'll be able to call it at a certain point. So this is like a way to just skip resolvers and for the container, which is the resolve container, to know that this resolver is not active currently. And we also have like a configuration for the resolvers. So you can actually say by providing out resolve you actually kind of like um, disconnect the resolve functionality from the resolve container, but you provide it, you, you say basically, I want you to auto-resolve whenever this observable changes. This means that whenever this input, like the select user ID changes, I want you to call the resolve function automatically just because we want to change the data and we don't have to do anything like other than just change the binding. Hopefully you understand, uh, you'll probably see in the example. So here uh, I'm loading the users, still loading, but they're going to show just because I have this delay. And here you can see all the users. So now what I'm going to do is here, this input, I basically am going to provide a user ID. And whenever I click the select button, this what we'll do is trigger uh, reload. This means that this box will say loading. And after everything is loaded, Currently, the users are not being refetched, but this the user post actually actually gets refetched. I mean, it gets it gets loaded. Uh, it gets loaded, 
And whenever we are actually changing, I mean, probably you can imagine how you can use this if you had like a table, for example, you can click like a row and depending on the row, you can set the selected user ID. This thing will actually start like uh, resolving and will load data from the server. So this example, like it's not very, uh, it's not the best one. It's not the best looking. So I'm just going to quickly um, show you the last one. It's pretty much the same, but it's a little bit more uh, like complicated, but since I see that we don't have a, a lot of time left, I just want to like uncomment it so I can show you what kind of stuff you can uh, do here. Uh, let me just see. So pretty much we have the users, as you see, they loaded successfully and underneath you can, uh, what we want to do is pretty much present the, the post for a certain user. So what I'm going to do here is quickly just type an ID for the user. I'm going to select it. And here you can actually see where that we're presenting a spinner and we're actually not hiding this content that we already have uh, rendered, right? This is very like user friendly because uh, you actually see that something is happening here because you have the spinner, but you actually don't see the loading here. And whenever you see the load, uh, whenever like the content is loaded, you actually present the user with the stuff that they actually want to see. So I don't know, I mean, this is something that we actually have to do in our application uh, a lot, like have different, for example, spinners located in different sections of the page and we actually have to reuse certain data and places and stuff like that. So you can actually control everything by using this uh, library and this like resolvers. Very cool. I want to bring up a point here because uh, I know I, I think people, a lot of people might be thinking like, wow, this seems complex. Like, how is this different, you know, from doing the resolvers and the route? You know, what's the benefit here? What's some other benefits here and stuff like that? Um, one of the things I think to think about here is that when we do resolvers with the route, that means we have to rely on routing, right? Routing has to be in place. What if we are building our component that we want to share as an Angular element that lives just as a an element on a page somewhere else, right? How would we handle resolving data when we don't have the router in play? Well, this type of solution could be a solution for that, right? Could be an, an answer for that. To provide- It could, yeah. Managing loading data in that same kind of concept, but without the dependency on the router to do so. So the main the main problem is with the router and the normal resolvers is how, how do you count how many like, requests have you sent and how do you actually present a, a spinner like this one here and when do you know to uh, like to hide the spinner because it's very hard you have to count all the dispatch requests that you have created and here it's very easy because whenever we are separating the logic in in this like uh, directives basically we know how many requests we dispatch we know whenever something completes and this is actually you can use it not only with normal services you can actually attach it to an ngrx and you can just put certain like actions and certain like uh, events that actually come uh, like completes the resolving and stuff like that so it's pretty much we we usually use it with ngrx and this is not something that for, for example uh, like a normal project would use. I mean, it's developed for really big and complex projects where you have a lot of data that you have to resolve and you have a lot of spinners that you have to show in different locations of the page and stuff like that. 
So yeah, I mean, it, it looks pretty complex just because it is kind of complex, but once you get it, it's really easy and it's really useful. We've seen like a huge improvement in like speed and just uh, user experience at all in our applications by using uh, those kind of resolvers. And this is why one of the things that why I wanted to present it just because if there are other people who have problems with like similar problems, they might find it useful and they might want to contribute. And this is something that I want to like make it easier to like work with and just uh, develop it better. Who knows? I mean, nice. Nice. What's the URL for? Uh, it's on GitHub, right? Yeah, so it's basically GitHub slash Idakiev HG Resolvers. But uh, yeah, if you type in npm HG Resolvers, you're also going to find it. And here you can find uh, like all the demos, like doc documented and stuff like that. So I mean, if you have any questions, you can uh, reach out and I'll help you with any problems. We'll throw the link up in the description. I also put it at the bottom of the screen. Sorry, Mike, it's covering your face. <laughs> but yeah, so that's there too. So yeah, pretty much you, you also like have a lot of uh, other functionality. I'm just quickly going to zoom out because it's uh, a lot of text, but you can have this like uh, dynamic, dynamically attached resolvers to like a container. This is like very useful. For example, you, if you have a lot of ngif uh, that are hiding certain places and you want actually whenever this place start, uh, gets visible to attach a resolver, you also have the ability to connect different resolvers that are on different parts of the page in one single container. And yeah, I mean, just a lot of things that are um, pretty much not very needed in simple applications, but very needed in complex ones. <laughs> this demo that I am just showing, I'm going to actually uh, post on GitHub so everybody can like play around with it and hopefully receive some feedback, like bugs and stuff like that. And contribute, maybe people will contribute. Yeah, and, and oh, contribute, yeah. of course. Uh, yeah, do we have more time? I mean, how much? Ah, uh, we're getting to the top of the hour, so yeah, we got yeah. Okay. two more minutes. Yeah, four minutes. Yeah. Okay, so pretty much I like um, showed you what uh, this library is capable of. Hopefully, um, you guys uh, will like it and maybe use it. But let me see. Let me just show you like this um, this thing here. So we have this container. This container pretty much uses the attach directive. This means that all the resolvers that are on this container are going to be attached to the main uh, resolve container here. And this is very useful because the resolve container, we actually know whenever these directives are getting like loaded or aired or something. And you can actually present a spinner or present like a bar saying that something went wrong and stuff like that inside this container. And in the case, for example, if you have multiple boxes that are like showing or hiding and depending on certain like things inside your query params, you might see two like similar things or you might not see them. Uh, you can actually creating um, this like, for example, user post resolver, you can actually say that these resolvers have uh, out unique ID. This means that all the resolvers like connect, um, created inside a container 
are pretty much going to be interconnected with each other. This is because we don't want to actually create uh, multiple requests and, for example, send multiple requests for the same data from different resolvers. So pretty much we just bundle them and one sends the data and all of the other just get the data. And yeah, this is like for a really complex scenario where you have a lot of like individual boxes that depend on um, different, uh, I mean, on different and the same kind of data. So yeah, I mean, a lot of like options too. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I think it's something that, that people need to marinate on, right? And, and almost like see an example comparison, right? If, if you go down the road, I can start seeing this. Like if I go down the road of, of I'm writing this component that has to resolve several pieces of data from services and I want to use the async pipe inside of my template and I want to, you know, do that in different places. Like if I do that manually just out of the Angular box and then I compare that with this type of solution, I can see where this can help provide a lot of that plumbing that I'd have to manually do, right? And solve these scenarios. Like you talk about when you do like an ng container with an ngif for the async to get a hold of that in the template, all these kind of things. So mm -hmm. it solves a lot of those those challenges that we face or that we repeat and do. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it would be a service for people who are at least considering this who's come across your repo uh, to put potential use cases as like a section within there of like this would be a good solution for dot, 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 or you might want to use this if dot, 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 and have uh, even different people who are utilizing the library to be able to express how and why they decided to use it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I I already like, probably if the demos were a little bit more pretty, it would be more like useful, but I just didn't have time to create spinners and tables and stuff like that. I was going to say, but I didn't want to interrupt, but that was probably mm -hmm. the best spinner I've ever seen. Like. <laughs> That's like 400 <laughs> level CSS right there. See, it's spinning, right? Like there it is. Sick. This is this is how I do demos. I mean, I don't have time to play around with CSS. I honestly, I thought you did it intentionally. I thought you were like making it so basic that it's like you're going to focus on what we're talking about and not on like this pretty UI. I thought it was intentional whenever you first started. Um, so. I will actually create a better UI. Promise. <laughs> Whenever I push it. All right, it was very cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. We're at the top of the hour, so we better wrap up. Mm -hmm. um, we got the link out there. We showed it. We shared it in the chat. We'll put it on the description to the library. Uh, so we should be all set on that. Let's mm -hmm. do some quick picks, and then we'll call it a day. If anybody has any picks, uh, we'll go down through our panelists first. Alyssa, you got a pick? Yes. So I read, I speed read at the beginning of the year, the life-changing magic of tidying up. Some of you probably have seen Marie Kondo's Netflix show, uh, but I read the book, which is so much more detailed. And for me, it was much better than the show. And I think I've gotten rid of over 50 bags of items so far. Um, the book says on average clients take about six months to like go through their entire home. So it could be a while, but initially we're off to a great start. And I already do feel a change in our household. Um, because I love her so much. <laughs> I know she's so amazing, but I can like yeah. find things easier now. I'm like, oh my gosh, this outfit that I love or this, you know, whatever, like, because I've actually pared my items down to. Uh, only the ones that bring me joy. So if you, and then you open are your closet and it's like, oh, yes. Yep. Nice. Yep. I love it. Yeah. So if you are looking to become more minimalistic or uh, just to tidy up, I definitely recommend her book. 
I second that recommendation. Very cool. All right. Other panelists, anybody else have a pick? I have one real quick. Uh, okay. I, I, had a, uh, I had a book last year called The Full Focus Planner that I really, really loved. Uh, this year, I actually did a whole New Year's planning uh, kick, and I had a really good time um, thinking about uh, my goals for 2020, and it was actually really cool. Uh, but I didn't do it on paper. This year, I went technical, uh, got an iPad, and, uh, and good notes. Uh, which is really cool. I downloaded a template. Uh, so if you haven't checked out GoodNotes and also Procreate uh, is uh, like a Photoshop kind of looking thing for the iPad. It's like $9.99 worth absolutely every penny. I really love it. Uh, so check out Procreate and GoodNotes for the tablet. Those are mine. What's Procreate? Procreate. Procreate. It's like a, it's a thing for the tablet. It's a, it's a, like a sketching pad and it has like a, a hundred different, you can have like charcoal and pencils and watercolor and felt tip pens and brush okay. pens and like all the I'm different. with you now it's, it's with a really you. cool um interface for the for the tablet so you can like draw and and then if you combine procreate with good notes and then you have like a million different youtube videos about bullet journaling and planning and it's like a whole thing yeah i i might need another week off just for that <laughs> Awesome. Mike, do you have any picks today? No, I don't. All right, I got one for I you. I was wrecking my brain trying to think, but I got nothing today. We, we can share mine. All right? I have a pick. My pick is Justin's pick. There we go. <laughs> I'm, so my pick is our, our good friend, Minko Gechev. He started a podcast called Programming, and uh, he knows a few things about that. So he's got a lot of, I'm sure – Excellent information to share. So check that out. Uh, Where do we go? I love Minko. Yeah. It looks like it's on iTunes, Spotify, et cetera. Uh, I'll put a link in the description of this video too, or you could just Google Minko programming. You'll probably find it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, interested to check that out. So that was Mike and I's pick. <laughs> Ilya. Can I have, uh, can I have picks as well? <laughs> Yes, so, you get the most uh, picks. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so my pick is actually something that I started in December. Uh, inspired by Mike and Justin, I created, I started like a YouTube channel. So I started like uh, creating videos. The channel is called uh, Commit.js, like commit, like GitHub commit. And pretty much uh, the first week are going to be broadcasting the sixth episode this Saturday. In the sixth episode, we're going to be creating a work loop. Pretty much the idea of the few, the first episode is creating a, like a similar library to Angular, but using uh, web components. And we're also using lit HTML, so one really, really cool library. A very small one. So if somebody is interested in how you can actually develop a front-end network uh, framework, pretty much uh, you can watch uh, their broadcast at live. So I, I do a lot of bugs, but I fix them after that. <laughs> so yeah, this is one of the picks. And I have another pick. It's like one game that I used to play when I was really young. It's called, I mean, I played it just before the episode so I can refresh my mind. It's called Pipe Dream. Basically, it, I used to play it like on a really old uh, Microsoft computer. I'm imagining like Mario pipes. What What is it? It's. Can you share my screen? 
Vibe Dreams Online uh, is this one. Is actually you have to like um, you have to create uh, like a pipeline, and you have to be very fast because uh, there is like this liquid that starts like flowing, and yeah, there it is, Windows three. And yeah, pretty oh much is very fun. <laughs> Something like that. But you have to be very careful because uh, when the liquid starts like flowing, you don't have a lot of time. So you have to create a really like good pipeline. <laughs> ah, pipe dream. That's wonderful. <laughs> I yeah, it's, love it's, this because this is how I try to explain observables to people. <laughs> <laughs> it's how data flows through. Yep, exactly. It's pretty much like uh, it's pretty much like an observable, I guess. I don't know, but yeah, this is it. I mean, if you guys like are interested, you can like uh, play around with it. I don't know, but it's uh, I used to play it when I was young. Not that I'm not young still. But... Okay, guys, Justin. Justin is muted. Justin is muted. <laughs> <laughs> or is he? Maybe I should take control of the show now. <laughs> Justin! Come right. on. His mic is not responding, so I'm going to sign us out. That's a wrap, guys. Thank for, thanks for joining us to talk about async resolvers. And we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you very much, guys, for the opportunity. <laughs>